Hello and welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 71, Door Douche and Goober Eats. Uh, two of the lamest puns I could think of for DoorDash and Uber Eats, the food delivery services that make up the topic of this podcast. Daniel and I mostly complain about, uh, actually I'll go ahead and admit I mostly complain about DoorDash and Uber Eats uh, and Daniel doesn't push back that much, but he does push back a little bit, and we discuss whether these services are worthwhile, whether you should tip, um, our experiences with them, culturally, whether this sort of thing encourages laziness or, or whether it's a legitimate way to earn some side cash or you know, kick your heels up after a hard day. We, we really run this one to the ground, and there are some jokes in there. I thought this was a very fun conversation. So if you've ever used Uber Eats or DoorDash, or if you have ever delivered using Uber, Uber Eats or DoorDash, maybe you'll get a kick out of this episode, or maybe you'll hate us afterwards. Who knows? Whatever the case, uh, here it comes. So enjoy it or not. Hello, Bennett. How are you doing this fine week before Thanksgiving? I'm doing okay. I I went to Costco today on a Tuesday. It's usually not a lot going on on a Tuesday in the rare days I've had off, like over the summer. But it oh, was wild to today? today. I did not have to work today. I actually had the whole week off. It's the oh, first nice. place I've worked at where I've had the whole week off. And I've been grading papers literally like nonstop. I've treated it like a work day where I got up at the same time I worked out and... Danielle's been going to work, and so uh, it really has been like a work day. <laughs> like you had asked about the podcast, and I was like, ah, I had, you know, I have this. I had literally four stacks of essays. I've been stressed. I've gotten through four stacks of essays in two days. Nice, just uh, giving them all yeah. B's. Yeah, just be being it up, man. Just like yeah. caffeine, leaning forward and typing the word, the letter B, and to be or yeah. not to be, <laughs> all of them. Yep, to be. Speaking of literature, kind of. Um, I'll, I'm gonna get there. How how often do you whisper? Oh, speaking of literature, how often do you whisper? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna close this loop. <laughs> um, I mean, how do I even answer that? Not frequently, not that frequently. Once a day. Ooh, uh, I'd maybe even go to like definitely more than once a week. Really. Less than once a day for sure. What what circumstances do you whisper in? It's mostly going to be an interaction with a student while they're working quietly. And I've noticed there's like a psychology behind if one person starts speaking, I don't necessarily go, hey, be quiet. Like, because I'm not trying to govern with an iron fist. But there is, uh, I really, just the psychology of sound in the classroom, one person. And if there's another, that's when I start taking action because it's starting to spread. Or right when I told the class to be quiet, if one kid quickly pipes up, then I get them really quiet. Mm. So if one kid's getting a little loud, I might kind of make eye contact and I'd be like, hey, let's turn it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, right. Something like that. How, how often, okay, so in the classroom, I can see there be 
there being more call for whispering. How often do you think Danielle whispers? I just don't see that happening ever. Um, she might be on a call with me and someone comes in the room and she's on the headphones. She doesn't necessarily want to project that she's on a phone. She'll be like, be like hold on. Something quick yeah, like right, that just right. to alert me. Right. Okay. Um, the, the reason I ask... This is where the literature comes in. I was reading, uh, I was reading a book the other day, and it just struck me as I was reading that this particular author had the characters whispering pretty often. Like <laughs> it, it would say, you know, the there would be two characters in conversation with each other, and maybe they were having an emotional moment. And one character was analyzing his vulnerabilities or something, and he was saying something particularly tough and it said you know he whispered you know whatever 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 he whispered and i was like and and it actually took me out of the story for a second and i thought <laughs> wait a second he whispered that did he really whisper it <laughs> did he really and i pictured it in my head and i did i whispered out loud to myself and i, I don't remember what the quote was but let's just say it was something like um uh like yeah, sometimes I'm not as smart as I think I am, or something. <laughs> and it's like, that's a sentence. That's dumb. <laughs> that's a sentence that you whispered out loud to someone else, and you're outside. Like it's not like you're in a library or, yeah. or or in a stealth mission or whatever. This was just like a confession. Of yeah, some inadequacy, yeah. and it and I was like, no, this is this is not what the word you should use, and and this happened throughout. And once I noticed it the first time, I noticed it the rest of the times in the book. And I wanted to ask you, as a person who's read all literature, is yes. this a common thing that you've noticed? People using whisper I, when they shouldn't. I can definitively tell you that I think it's bad writing and i'll give you uh i'll give you the good the rule that i read that stuck with me un it, it stuck with me like unusually uh it was it was a i forget what the book was but it was a it was on writing dialogue and oftentimes actually when I, I try to read one book a year on writing and you'll see overlaps in suggestions and they get cemented in my head the more often i see them obviously so this is one i've seen uh, several times and it is don't get fancy when it comes to dialogue with like he cajoled yeah, or right. he slyly yeah, right. grim grimaced. It's just just <laughs> use the word said and it's okay. Don't get fancy because yeah. you want the con if you've done a great job contextualizing the scene, if you've if you know the characters, and yeah, if you need them to yell, yell. You know, or shout if it's that if we're at this apex of the argument or whatever, or or needs to hear across the room. If there's a reason for it, it but it's going to stand out to your reader. Right. And so uh, you just say he said because if you don't need to say he sarcastically said, just because the sarcasm should be in the dialogue, not yeah. in the the framing. That's begging the reader to to come along. And so right, right. whispered, it doesn't this is actually a great example, a real world example of like not following that rule and it like kind of making you go, "What? Really is he whispering because he's vulnerable and he doesn't want the the world to to know?" Yeah. And so you can I can kind of mentally get where the author is coming from of course. because it's you don't want to use the word or, said. And said might get to. But, but we as a reader, if in good writing, like the word said, 
Like it's just, you're just gonna have to use it a lot, and yes. the reader's not gonna. So he said, "Sad." Like I'm well, sick of this. It's not, see, it's not was, a noticeable word. I was trying so. to think. Okay, if I was the author, what would I do instead? And yeah, obviously the first thing that came to mind, I would say I would just use the word "said" over and over. But then I was like, well, yeah. maybe I just used that two sentences ago, and I want something else. And this is said in a different manner. So would I say "said softly"? Like, how would if I was having a conversation with someone and I was kind of quietly revealing some vulnerability how would i say it maybe but, just he revealed i mean that's enough i can yeah, fill right. in the blank you know yeah like, yeah i think you don't you're need right. adjective said adjective said's even or excuse me adverb um mm-hmm. you wouldn't you wouldn't you, that's especially bad if you can just say revealed or even conjoled is better than uh he you know pleadingly said or he you know yeah, yeah, yeah. He coaxingly said just he coaxed or he cajoled or something like that um I much like that better word. but cajole but, it's a good but word. stay but but said should be your bread and butter don't deviate from that unless because otherwise it's it's like Admitted, it's like it's maybe. a show don't tell or it's a tell don't show violation and like instead of describing your your bad guys being super evil just you know have them do something evil or have them say something jerkish yeah um so it the the whisper i I deviated from whisper specifically but it makes like that's exactly where my mind went was like yeah yeah yeah, it it is odd to have them i mean if they're in a library and they had to keep the sound down then you have them whisper of course but but whisper just like you said with shouted whisper stands out just as much it does. And, like, I noticed it immediately, and I because I'm playing the scene out in my head, and a good book, you know, beams visuals into my brain while I'm reading it, and I'm picturing yeah. what's going on, and I'm picturing this scene, and these two characters are like on a billboard, you know, the little uh, the little the little place you can stand on a billboard, really yeah, high yeah. up. That's where they were, and I was thinking, okay, it's probably windy up there. And there's yeah, probably a lot of whisper. there's probably a lot of noise, <laughs> and they're not they're two men who are partners, and they're probably not you know sitting right next to each other in physical right. contact. They, you know they got a few feet between them, and oh, this that's is so a funny to me. this yeah. is an emotional conversation towards the end of the book where the main character is you know revealing some weaknesses, and he's whispering, and I'm like, Eek. why doesn't the other character go? Excuse me, mate, I can't hear you, like. <laughs> No, you're totally right. Because whispering, you're in a library or you're in some dark place where you think there could be someone else, you know? Yeah. And you're like making, you're making, like, yeah, I'm not going to think twice about the flashlight and the, the, the wind occasionally howling through and you're, and you lean close and you whisper like, did you hear that? You know, <laughs> that is good. I'm not it's even fine. batting yeah. an eye at whisper, but, but just to be like two, two men on a, uh, on, on a, a billboard, billboard. <laughs> as <laughs> they say, on a billboard. two men on a billboard. <laughs> Just and he's being emotionally vulnerable, and then him whispering would make it be like, that's not, that's no. They, I would, I would honestly probably be pulled out too. Yeah. So well, that's my. <laughs> I hope I didn't ruin all of literature for you or for anyone else. But pay attention to that, and maybe over time, people will not use whisper so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I have another topic to discuss with you. I feel like I've been bringing a lot of complaints to the table, um, and uh, I am going to do that again. Like a grinds um, my gears segment, kind of, or a, kind like of that. a grinds my gears thing. But maybe you can, maybe you can convince me that I shouldn't be that annoyed, um, or maybe you can be your perspective. Um, so okay. I want to discuss 
the phenomenon of DoorDash, Uber Eats, delivery culture stuff. Because yeah. we're, we're definitely in the midst of that now. Right. It's probably going to, my guess would be it, it's going to go more in that direction where you can get like, oh, I need some nail clippers or something, you know, like we haven't quite like gone that or, oh, I'm out of Q-tips or shopping instead of going and getting a bunch of stuff. I yeah. imagine it. But anyway. Now, let me, let me tell you my, my experience. I don't, I'm not a proponent of uh, DoorDash or Uber Eats. Never really used it. I'm happy to either make my own food or just go pick up my food. Yeah. Now, I don't I don't live yeah. in a super urban area where I have to deal with a lot of traffic or long commute or anything. But on a couple of occasions I've had a work trip where I travel to, you know, a, a decent sized city and I don't have a car. And so then it's like, okay, well do I want to walk and get something to eat or deliver pizza? Oh, why don't I use Uber Eats? And so that was my thought process. And I I've done this twice now on two uh relatively recent work trips. Both of the work trips, I was appalled because it asked me for a tip before I got my food. And yeah. I was like, well, well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm not going to tip someone before they arrive, especially with this, what is to me a very risky service. Um, and then both times right. my meal uh, ended up not having utensils with it. And of course I'm in a hotel and I don't, you know, I have no utensils in there either. So it's like, well, now my meal is significantly more inconvenient to eat. I got ice cream on one of them. And when I got it, it was like totally melted. And so my experience has been pretty much only bad. And it took forever, by the way, it took like 45 minutes, um, to get my dinner. Uh, yeah. So, so, and the cost is exorbitant. Like one time, the ice cream that I mentioned, normally it's like $9 or something for a large. I was really pigging out. Um, yeah. And by the time everything was said and done, it was almost $20 between delivery fee and uh, taxes and all this other nonsense. And so my, my experience with DoorDash, Uber Eats, I'll just give you my thesis up front, is that they suck. They are, uh, <laughs> they are kind of, I don't want to be too uh, inflammatory here, but I think these are trashy people services. Like I think, that, you know, there are things that you associate with. The consumer or the, like the deliverer? The consumer. Delivery. And maybe okay. the deliverer a little. We can talk about that separately. But mainly on the consumer end, there are things that seem to be associated with bad fiscal responsibility, leasing cars, Renting even, even though, you know, I rent, but um, uh, like, like, you know, those like rent a centers where you like rent your TV and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, you can rent furniture and lay layaway type stuff. Right. Like title, just, title sales and bond, all, the, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, we buy gold. Stuff. Yeah, we buy gold. <laughs> yeah. all, all of that kind of thing. I put Uber Eats and DoorDash into that category. And I'm sure that there are people who use it, you know, who are who are not trashy. And of course, this is a new phenomenon, so a lot of people are using it. But I think that like the equilibrium is that it's not a very good financial decision. You you don't get the value you think you do. The convenience that you're paying for isn't quite worth the money. That's my that's my sense on it. Having used it twice, so you know, I could yeah. be really wrong here. But I wanted to get your thoughts on it. You tell me where I'm wrong, and maybe we can find some. Uh, 
some plus sides to this whole. Well, I want to layer thing. on some layer on a few complaints, okay, um, and then we'll like try and give it give the devil his due kind of thing. Okay. So I I think there's a transparency issue as well. If you log on to one of those apps, it might even say, "Hey, order in these places in the next 15 minutes, and it's free, no delivery charge." So you're like, "Oh wow, okay." But mm-hmm. the transparency issue is that when you pull up a menu, you're not looking price, you're, you're looking at the price through yeah. Uber Eats or whatever, like, and it's a completely like distorted price. So they're able to get, make money on you uh, going through the app yeah. and act like they're not charging you anything. Um, and I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've like noticed and I actually saw, uh, Danielle showed me this TikTok recently of, you'll see something like, uh, uh, heavenly hamburger you're like oh I, I haven't heard of that place like cool and you can look at the address and you can look it up and it's it's a freaking denny's you know using a ghost kitchen kind of thing so this is actually pretty frequently where you'll have uh often places like a chili's or some place that has just a catch-on you know a pub grub type menu right. um they'll do something like uh superb salad and you'll and it'll be its own like just online or on and so you can, it's it's almost funny to see, you know, oh, well, they must make extra good salads since yeah. it's just a but salad it's place. But it's Chili's. You can look up the address. What the hell? I had no idea. So, yeah, ghost kitchens are like a thing. What I don't know is if you're at Chili's and you've, let's say you've ordered from Superb Salad and you like it, what would happen if you were at Chili's? Surely they could make it for you, right? Or would they I say, would no, think so. this is Chili. You know, clearly they have ingredients and stuff. But I want to know, like, do when someone goes to work, are they clocking in for Chili's or yeah, what's going on salad? Or is it like the like, the manager at Chili's? This is a side gig, or yeah, is that money going to Chili's <laughs> or like what's the deal? And I'm sure it is going to Chili's, but they might have two, three, not just one, but like two or three ghost kitchens. And and why aren't they just because people don't want to order their Chili? Because Chili's probably makes a crappy salad, but superb salad, you know, they must do it right. And so, well, I mean, uh, Chili's and Applebee's and that kind of low tier eatery you know it has a certain reputation um yeah. it has a taffy yeah, you... reputation i uh, personally i think that it's the same kind of reputation that nickelback gets you know and it's not quite right like it's earned. pretty good it's fine people it's are fine. overreacting yeah, it's people, just like it's, it's fun to bash on like <laughs> yeah, it is it's easy to these... go oh it's so gross are you kidding me it's like right. no it's delicious all it's of these fine. complainers i don't complain that much about things. These people complain <laughs> about chilies and whatever. Freaking complainers. I, I'm very open to chilies and Applebee's and that sort of thing. DoorDash and Uber Eats. Now that those guys, <laughs> they can hit the road if you know what I mean. But 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 I tie that all back to transparency. So there's just something weird when the price model isn't transparent. Even who you're ordering from isn't transparent. Yeah. The timing isn't particularly transparent. The timing is. Um, awful like (laughs) food food is one of the things like you expect to get a warm meal or a cold ice cream and that's not that you're just not gonna get that they can put it in whatever kind of stupid little (laughs) cushioned carry case that they want like it's not going to retain its uh temperature very well over an hour and 15 minutes or however long it takes (laughs) them to deliver Well, there's deliveries because they're not equipped. Like pizza has the pizza boxes, pizza delivery people, or the the, the aluminum, you know, like, cases and that's stuff. another thing. What's what's going on? The pizza industry has forged this trail. And they definitely have. You're they were tell- the only that in Chinese takeout, right? I think they would yeah. in cities anyway. You're you're telling me 
that I can order a custom large pizza overflowing with cheese and it arrives at my hotel. I did this. It arrives at my hotel room in like 15 minutes, smoking hot. And the, you know, the guy doesn't ask for a tip. It didn't prompt me for a tip beforehand. And he was just like, haven't I? He brought it to my hotel room, right? I didn't have to go down to the like carport and pick it up or whatever. And it's like, all right, amazing. I'm going to eat the crap out of this pizza. Now, where's my freaking ice cream? And I don't get it for another, you know, 40 minutes or something. Right. And it's right. melted. And, it's and I don't have a spoon. So, like, get it together. And if you're not prepared to deliver it in that time frame where you're not going to get quality ice cream, then don't sell it. Like, yeah. like, there's some assumption, oh, if I'm buying it from here, they must they must deliver it in some, you know, device that keeps it cold. Now, now let, me put, let me put myself in the shoes of an Uber Eats driver or DoorDash driver or something because I think I know what they might say to this. They would say, well, if you want your ice cream there fast, then put in a big tip. Put in a, a big tip to start with, and that way the, the drivers will pick your order and prioritize you and make sure it makes it there fast. That's what they would say. So what do you say to that? I'm So <laughs> you have to – because then tip is this punitive thing instead of this reward thing. That's what it sounds like to me. Like ordering ice cream means you should get ice cream – I mean, once it's melted, is it ice cream anymore? It's something else. It's just this liquid, this cream. sugary liquid. <laughs> so yeah, it's just cream. <laughs> I should have gotten there faster. But but like, it's like, oh, oh, you wanted your food hot? Oh, you wanted your, your icy with ice? You oh, yeah, know, should have like, tipped. You should, you should have tipped. It's just an absurd proposition absurd. that like the from from the beginning, it's like if I order a steak, then I should get... You know, oh, you wanted it cooked. You know, I don't know. Yeah, right. It's just like there's just some assumptions that go along with with baseline orders, tips. Uh, you know, I was always told it was stood for to ensure prompt service, and it's a whole other area of like tip culture is out of oh, control. Man. It is so and, out of control. And, and, and I think that 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 has just plagued all of these services. Um, but well, I, I mean, mean the, I've seen things where I saw a little video where a guy goes in and it looked like it was a, a little quick shop, like at an airport or something, you know, like a quickie mark kind of thing mm-hmm. and buys a bottle of water. He does a self checkout and it asks for a tip. Oh, jeez! It's, like, it's like, and so it's not even a big Where's story. You walk going? in there. There was no, yeah, there were, there were actually no employees. He actually showed the camera. There's no, it, and it just had self checkouts and probably some security somewhere, somehow. I don't know. But so he goes to pay and uh, it asked for a tip. And it was just an unbelievable transaction. Like, Ridiculous. who am I tipping? Like, where is this going? Why would I do that for this, you know, already like $6 my, bottle of water or whatever it is? My, it's like, I, I, oh, the frustration on that. My thought is, I mean, we've done a whole episode complaining where I complained about tipping before. Yes. And so I won't, I won't rehash that ground in total. But the, the, the thesis of that episode was that, yeah, tipping is out of control and in that episode, we were talking about eating in a sit-down restaurant or getting your hair cut or whatever. But since then, we have essentially started a new industry, Uber Eats and DoorDash. These are new things. They didn't exist 10 years ago, really. Yeah. And like, what are we thinking making new industries that, are t- that participate in tip culture? Like, this is the wrong thing. Anything new we make... We should be extra conscious to not have it be a tip industry because it's out of control. Like they should have DoorDash and Uber Eats or whatever. They should have said, "Oh, we're starting this brand new thing. Like we're gonna actually pay 
our drivers, you know, the appropriate amount and the delivery fee that pays them. And we're not going to ask more from, you know, from, from the customers. That's how it should be. If tipping is assumed, it's robbing me of, of the joy of tipping. Like saying that guy was extra good. I want to give, I want to give more. Let me tell you, let me, let me just tell you a personal uh, anecdote that, that I'm, uh, I'm in the midst of right now. So I have a favorite restaurant in the town I live in. Um, it's a it's a chicken restaurant. I love it. It it competes with Chick Fil A, but I eat both of them all the time. I love them so much. So it's go, fast foodish as well. Yeah, it's fast foodish. Um, but I go. They have a special deal on Tuesdays on chicken strips. Today's Tuesday, and you can get three. And these are giant chicken strips, and they're super breaded and delicious. And you can get three for five dollars, which is like a significant discount because normally it's like three for seven fifty or something. Pretty expensive okay. chicken tenders. And so on Tuesdays, I go in and I get two of the three things because I'm a growing boy and I want my chicken tenders. <laughs> and, for, and for $10, you get six of these monsters. Six monster and, tenders. And you're saying that like one could be considered a reasonable snack. They're that big. Yeah. you're you're pro- You probably know how big Chick-fil-A's chicken tenders yeah, are. I don't, and yeah, these are like not. twice as big as a Chick-fil-A okay, chicken yeah. tender. So these are some real deal chicken tenders. They're very tasty. Since I go in there every Tuesday, they recognize me now, and they remember my name. And when I walk in, I don't have to say anything. They just say, "Oh, hey, you know, we'll get your order ready, basically." And uh, if it's someone like if they have a new person or whatever, then I have to go through the rigmarole. But they ring me up and hand me, give me my chicken tenders. I don't have to do anything, and it's amazing. Yeah. They're super nice. Yeah. They will ask me, you know, how my day's been or how my week is or what I'm doing for the holidays or whatever. Very friendly. And I never tip them. Um, I, the little, uh, the, the little, I didn't know where it was going. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Did little credit card them? machine pops up and Did it you asks. expect that on some level. You know what? This guy. Well, like... I was, look, I'll tell you though, I was nervous. Of, I, I I don't think I you should. you have a repeated relationship with them, and so right, you're invested yeah. in this being positive, and now they're like, and and now it's like, in order to have a positive relationship, do I have to actually have like some well, sort of additional financial compensation right. for the relationship? Like, right. Uh, well, let me. Yeah, I'm weighing some stuff here. I'm trying to really work out this philosophy in my real life. Uh, each time, pay twelve bucks. It's like, okay, obviously I can afford that, but like the whole well, reason I came that negates well, me, like why I came. L- let me tell you where I'm at right now i i've been eating there now for almost two years weekly right so that's a that's a lot of chicken strips um yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've gotten to know each other a little bit and they've been consistently friendly and have uh only messed up my order twice and they fixed it both times so they've been top tier in almost in pretty much every regard what are they messing up you're getting they're getting six chicken oh uh, one time putting in five <laughs> like, yeah one time they uh, one time they gave me three instead of six in the bag the and so clearly just the order missing yeah just a, order. Yeah, yeah just a mess up it was the, it was like that both times and then when i went when i went back they gave me an extra one both times so they oh. you know they, they made it better overcompensated and, yeah anyway like all of that said to go back to the tipping the last tipping podcast they're not doing they're not waiting on me at my table. They're not coming and refilling my drink because I'm not ordering a drink. All You're not they're doing, them. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. All they're doing is taking the strips out of the fryer, putting them in the container, putting the container in the bag, handing it to me. Like that's the extent of their job, right? And you're clicking the, no tip on a digital screen. And I'm clicking no tip on a digital screen when I go to pay. And at first, 
at, at the very first, because I have a principle for this, I didn't feel bad because that's what I do to everywhere. I, I don't tip on these sorts of pickup orders. Um, yeah. And then after they started to remember my order and remember my name, then I started to be like, oh, they're really nice. Like, I like these people, but I'm not tipping them. <laughs> <laughs> And now, and so, but now let me tell you where I'm at because in the last few months, I've just really appreciated how nice they are and how great their service is. Like, I might do a one time big tip, like for Christmas or something, you know, like give yeah, them, fi- no, no, should, give them should, 50 like, bucks or 100 bucks or something yeah. and say, like, Merry Christmas. Like, you guys are awesome. Keep up the good work. And, like, that seems reasonable to me, right? Like, that's a good relationship between well, customer. And you- made the and decision to do it i was yes. gonna say that you, sh- you should do something really ca- you should explore the idea of being doing something odd that like you bring uh, to them something that they uh, could take a picture of you with uh, <laughs> i don't like, want to do that I, like, I, like, <laughs> I don't i don't i don't even know if i want to be identified with a tip i might just drop it in the drop a you know a hundred dollar bill in the jar and leave it at that yeah yeah. Um, you want it to be selfless in that regard. You really want it to just be a gift. But man, it'd be just funny coming in with like baskets of Christmassy stuff <laughs> and like you're like, wow, Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone, and just throw some glitter, red and green or something. I don't no, know. God, you love what, glitter, you know? No, God. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I really thought you were thinking about, like, I don't know what gift you would do. Like, if you like noticed, like, oh, you know. Little little Jimmy has, cr- crutch, has a limp, and you bring in some crutches. You know? Bring in some new crutches. Oh, yeah. Gosh. And he would be like, oh, thank you, sir. Thanks for the crutches. You didn't even know, but my crutches were already broken and held together by electrical tape. Not even duct tape. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. Like, uh, I, I, well, I don't know what you would get a chicken employee. I wouldn't exactly. get them anything. I wouldn't get them anything in particular because I don't. You know, I don't know what they want. I don't. Right. They're just generally nice folks, and there are a handful of them that I see every Tuesday. Um, would you be in if they're like, "This is the, this is it. This is when I'm giving the tip," and it was someone new? Would you just not give the tip then, or would you be like, <laughs> "No, they just lucked out"? <laughs> like, well, I assume that they split them up. Um, yeah, I would assume it too, right? That it just kind of goes in a bucket for a place end. like this. You know, they're not waiting. This isn't a sit-down restaurant, so they're not waiting on tables. Right. Um, so I would assume they just split the tips at the end of the day between everyone. Yeah. Now I could be wrong. So your, you know, some so places your fifty bucks or your hundred bucks just ends up being like six or seven bucks for them or something. Yeah. I mean, there are that's only the, like five or six people there, so you know. Okay. I mean, that's it's not yeah. nothing. It's like buying everyone a lunch. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me seems kind of nice. I, that that seems reasonable for you know a two year chicken tender relationship. Yeah. Uh, where they've been pretty stellar. You should and so, say something like, and if you keep being nice in two years, you might get, <laughs> you might get enough. There's more where this came from. <laughs> two years of work, two more years of this, and I might <laughs> like throw in an extra 20. Oh, jeez. Well, anyway, like all of that to justify that I'm not just some Scrooge McDuck miser. Like I recognize good service, but... It has to be real. It can't be fake. And you certainly can't be opaque and non-transparent like these apps are and essentially steal the tip from me or blackmail me saying, we're only going to deliver you cream instead of ice cream unless you give us $5 up front. Like, that's not good enough. 
what what I'm wrestling with is you said you're not Scrooge-ish, and part of me wanted to laugh and tease you and go, sure you are a little bit, but 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 so let me try to make a serious case because I don't really think you are. I think though, okay, like I follow your logic and I agree with you. I'm just maybe not as brave or I'm not as willing to risk the social cost, which is I guess brave or not, brave, whatever. Um, so as the culture gets more and more. Uh, liberally tipping like just throwing it out there and you remain steadfast you appear more scrooge ish Mm -hmm. um and so at so at what point like if like is 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 your scrooge is socially determined or not because if it is you you you're pretty much scrooge um but if it's if if it's not you know if you ask if, if well, I don't know that, but I'm just saying. If you asked 90 people and they're like, "Come on, Bennett," and nine, nine, you know, 88 of them said, "Come on, Bennett, you're being stingy." Then, mm. even if you're principled, and even if 88 people are wrong, like the perception is that you're Scrooge, so you, yeah. so you are Scrooge, and like that's well, what I'm saying. That I think there's a real risk of that uh, okay. by just not tipping. But like, what's the cost? I don't know. These people are still nice, and you like you have. Then if you give, you're actually going to feel good, I imagine, giving 100 bucks. That's how it should be. Whatever it is. A real uh, tip makes the giver and the receiver feel nice. Yes. Whereas a I fake feel tip, A like, fake tip makes the giver and the receiver feel crappy because the giver feels like it was an obligation forced on them, and the receiver may be like, oh, only 15%. And, then, you know, and that's a bad situation for everyone. But let me uh, let me respond to your social consequences point. Yes, yet yeah, yes that there are social some social strings attached to, to, to tipping, and let me also defend myself a little bit for um, our huge audience who may not have listened to the previous episode. <laughs> like I use I waited I worked in a restaurant for seven years, and you know I made my money on tips. So this isn't coming from some someone who hasn't been in the industry. Like I get it. I understand how it is, but I don't agree with how it is. And I certainly don't agree with the trajectory that, that we're going. So I understand that people make their money on tips and I'm not saying that waiters and waitresses or bartenders or whoever aren't worth paying or beneath me. I'm not making any of those claims. I'm just saying they should get paid a consistent wage appropriate for the service they're providing, not expecting this bonus which is not written down anywhere right this isn't a contractual obligation between customer but it's really and tough whoever on them. It, make, it makes their job tough when when businesses are yeah. allowed to rip them yes. off in order and we pick up we pick up the slack like, yes i totally a, i totally yeah. agree and if we would just let the market decide how much they're worth how much they get paid and how much w- people are willing to pay it would all equalize eventually and be you know be like japan or something where they don't tip and people give good service and you get the products that you pay for. I much prefer that. Especially too when sometimes like if I ordered fancy cocktails at a bar where they had to really muddle the stuff and yeah, right. put in a frothy egg stuff yeah, and right. light some stuff on fire. Like, Cream. You want a tip. You want a tip on that. But when I ordered a vodka club or like they open up a can of yeah, I mean, give me a break. for me. <laughs> like, give me a break. It's, it's just and then, and then, is the expectation twenty percent for that bartender, or they have some five dollar Jello shots I order around for five, for my friends, and 
and they're pre-made or or poured from some bucket that you know my point is that like they just pour five of them hand it over and let's say it's not five dollars let's say it's whatever but like you know sometimes that stuff's like 80 bucks for a round yeah and now i'm going uh do i tip like two four six eight ten twelve sixteen dollars right. you know right. um, well i mean i used to be a bartender and like there were people who would come in and buy you get a bud light and a bottle and i would reach into the cooler pull out the bud light take off the uh the cap hand it to them and they would leave me a tip for that and i'm like what are you yeah i mean i didn't say i've said thank you but like in my mind i'm going what are you doing like why are you tipping me for this and like let's say the let's say the they charge they charge well, i don't know overpriced or four dollars of course they, they were overpriced five, and they it was restaurant five, beer yeah. yeah a restaurant beer that that's another weird thing about alcohol and i, I want to go back to uber and all that stuff but like it's like when I order a burger at a restaurant, like you can argue that there's some artistic process yes. in creating of that food. But when it's like a bottled the beer, Coors Light, the yeah. bottle, like yeah, it's odd to charge so much more. I know? totally agree. Like I, that's why I don't order. I don't order alcohol in restaurants because why it's do we like, accept it? We just go, oh well, beer license and liquor license. That's expensive. Like okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why people. Why accept do we accept it? that? That's really I expensive. Don't. And 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 what? So what? I <laughs> you know like I yeah, and I also yeah, like as as someone who like you know I don't I don't really enjoy the taste. I either want to just drink in a social situation and go dance with friends, or I want to eat my food. Like the idea of you know paying like a twelve dollars for a vodka club soda from with my dinner and then like it's just an absurd it's just not a not a proposition i'm interested in um as far as me accepting the social consequences of my tipping behavior time will tell how i respond um but i'm pretty comfortable now in most situations just being friendly and whatever and just not tipping like that's okay with me. If you now, if you have a, if you give me personal service to high quality, like maybe if I'm getting a haircut, and which I hate getting haircuts by the way, um, but if they you know have appropriate friendly conversation, they do a good job, and whatever, then I'll you know I'll tip them four dollars or whatever, whatever is appropriate. Yeah. But but not if I'm walking up to a cash register and just picking up a to go order. Like that's something that does not fall into the tippable category, um, to me and. Like if some jerk notices that I don't tip in that situation and they scowl at me, that does not bother me. <laughs> like those are social consequences I don't care about. If they spit in my food, obviously that's worse, but my immune system pretty good right now. So, you know, unless if I don't know it's happening, then I'm probably not going to be hurt by that. So whatever. And I think that, that argument of like, you better tip them or they'll spit in your food. Again, that's the punitive thing which is all wrong and and, it is and even if, and i don't do you, i don't think I don't, it's that common i suspect it's not common and not true i mean maybe i'm foolish and, and naive here but yeah well you know what like this is this is the attitude that i'm going to take to this for all of you like short order chefs and everything who are listening to this do it do it I don't care. I'm going to eat it anyway. Like I got white blood cells and stuff. They're going to eat that stuff up and I'm going to be fine. And and you're not getting my tip money for that. So yeah. suck and you're it. Not, and, and you're not feeling any better really by doing it. Like I yeah. imagine that they're like, 
I doubt they feel vindicated, you know. Uh, and the fact that you don't really care, like, yeah. kind of robs them of any of that joy anyway. Right. Yeah. And if I do, if I don't detect it, then I don't detect it. You get no satisfaction and I get my meal. If I do detect it, then I'm never eating at your restaurant again. And, you know, you, you're you not going to get my business. Um, and maybe you don't care just about that, but that's just the way with, it is. Go with me on that thought, though. I'm prepping someone's food and I see that they're kind of a jerk um, to maybe the person, the, the waiter or whoever's taking their order and I'm prepping. So... There's a couple of things that it bothers me that like the spitting in the food would be an option. I would feel good about myself if I said, hey, I'm not serving you. You're being a jerk. Uh, or if I stood up for if I stood up and, and I felt empowered that way, I think that's appropriate. I, I engaged, I leaned into the tension and and I'd feel OK about doing that. You're, but if, you're saying but, if you were a waiter, for example, and your I'm customer was a, a jerk. I'm the cook in the back and I hear this jerk come in to the to the waiter or to the person mm -hmm. ringing them up. And the oh. jerk's just being louder and more of a jerk. And, it, and I said, you know what? I'm not serving. I'm not making your oh, sandwich. I Get, Get out. out. Yeah. I, I'm engaging in the friction and I could feel good about that. Sure. But, what, but my greater point is that if I just said, you know what? This guy's a jerk. And I, like, <laughs> yeah, and right. I spit in his food and he didn't know. And I felt good about doing Doing that, yeah, that, I'm actually so saying there's something dark. I'm a crappy person. If yeah. I and 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 I, yeah, do people legitimately feel good about that? See, I um, don't. I, you know, there are a lot of awful people out there, but at least in my own experience, working in the restaurant that I did, I never once witnessed anyone do anything inappropriate to anyone's food, or mention it, or hint at it. Like it was totally off the table not even considered we had plenty of jerks come in and act like jerks and you know we gave them as the best service that we could and maybe we would come back to the back and go man these guys are jerks but yeah wine that's behind just, their back that's fun. that's part of like that's just that's, the way it is you need that like yeah. you're gonna get some jerks and that's that's just the way it is and you you take the jerks with the not jerks and sometimes you get people who are really wonderful and friendly and regulars or whatever and that makes things all better um, but no one considered spitting in people's food. That's just not something that we thought of. Now, granted, but I'm imagining, we were we were a decent restaurant. You know, we weren't like a say. Chili's or something. <laughs> yeah, I I think that does account for a like you weren't. Yeah, the people there were not desperate. Neither the the patrons nor the people working there. The patriots. It, the patriots, and and it was just a decent. And it was like. Honestly, I mean, wouldn't you say most of the people eating there also had a good experience as oh, well? Yeah, totally. Like, like yeah. tasty food, good service. Um, yeah. yeah. Special occasions, people come in with a good mood. Like, like basically, it's not a hell hole. Because no, no, that's no. actually something that I've and, – and, and you're positing maybe that Uber – that the Uber Eats landscape could be this hell hole or it could really delve into like, – I think it might be getting there. It might be pushing that boundary a little bit. I think you might be not – far off from it because the way Danielle and I treat it, I don't like it. I resist it for the, all the reasons you outlined, but there is something I feel a little bougie if it's like, you know what? Like there have been the Fridays where it's like, I don't want to deal with Friday traffic yeah, and yeah. city kind of thing. And maybe I like, I want to make a Friday afternoon drink and like, like just, order the food and sit back and be a king and have yeah, my I food get, delivered to me. And I get it. Yeah. And, and I think 
But every time, if you do that, a couple, you, when and, you know, we're sort of picky, not picky like we just might want extra ranch. And so you have to yeah. type it in. Please yeah. send three extra ranch and an extra beer cheese, please. We will right. pay for it. There's a hope nebulous and like yeah, hope and pray yeah, that it happens. It is. It's a hope and pray. And so and they and and you imagine the payoff is hit and miss. Um yeah. depending on the establishment you order from, if it's a chili's, you know, they're just not right. gonna do it. But like, you know, a local pub grub might be more likely to. But it seems to me like let's say you're we're gonna pig out and get an appetizer and a thing and a dessert. You know how expensive like it's it's yeah. it's just if not more expensive than eating there. Totally. Um, it it is more so so it's just it doesn't sit right with me that you'll be like, oh man, eighty dollars for like like this one ex- meal experience in which honestly if we're ordering that much food it ends up being one more meal after that. But but I'm just saying that that and, and then there's the tracking the car like quick mm-hmm. side story we we're in atlanta one night and the only place open was crystal and logan had uh we, it was a night of indulgence let's say and so yeah. it was like 2 a.m and he kind of chuckled he's like i want crystal i'll get enough for like all of us we're all like hungry it's five of us it's yeah and and the guy gets stuck in the crystal line. You can track his car oh. and he's just stuck in crystal line for over an hour we all oh fall asleep I, the the at four no Lola after four o'clock um, the doorbell rings I'm the only one down there that can hear it I go and I get the, the crystal he ordered and he, he says it must have been a mistake but there were ninety six crystal what <laughs> what and and Adam wouldn't wake up and so we all ate like two crystal each we had ninety six crystal so we, we were like how much did it yeah, cost. Oh, I have no idea, actually. And it was it was like... I mean, crystals four... used to be less than a dollar, but I shudder to think what they are it, now. It was it was, it was was six bags of these big... They had these things called sackfuls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. It's like, hilarious. It was so many crystal, and we still talk about, like, the night of the crystals. 96, <laughs> not even kidding. Like, the crystal it's just king. Like, what are we, just laughing and, and being like, I'm sleepy and going back to bed at, yeah. like, after two crystals. Two crystals out of 96. <laughs> the crystal kingdom. Oh, that's very um, funny. I did. I have not heard that story. Uh, yeah. It, so, and it just... Uh, you know, because if whenever it's like a late night, what food should we get? He said, like, "How about crystal? how about crystal? You know, um, we still got some leftovers." <laughs> yeah, um, um, but but all the delivery service stuff, I don't know. I just what about I do think we'll trend in the direction of like everything delivered to our door. But I think like the five dollar or the three dollar nail clippers are going to be like twelve ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get a tip on top of it, so you pay fifteen dollars for some direct to your door nail clippers. Like I mean, I think Seven Eleven and like. Uh, 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 not Eckerd's, uh, CVS and things are like getting in on this and doing the like, oh yeah, you want just like some you want your toothpaste? Sinus. Yeah, you, you need some Tylenol, like go for it. It's yeah. ridiculous. Ridiculous. What what about from the driver's side? So from the customer side, yeah, tra- kind of trashy, not worth it. But think about the people taking the Uber Eats and DoorDash or even regular old Uber for that matter. This, this kind of culture of... Um, app-based contractor stuff like what do you what do you think about them is this a is this a good career i won't say career but even job path like should people i mean to me it seems like these people are being taken advantage of um i think they're yeah i mean you could say it expands the market for those if you well 
people who give people rides and said, I don't want to give people rides or safety issues, but that seems fake. Like going to someone's apartment complex or house, you could get jumped delivering the food. It's a false sense of security, like, like mm-hmm. to think it's any safer. So I just don't see any difference really other yeah. than like, if you don't, if you're socially awkward and it gives you anxiety to pick up passengers, I could see that. Whereas, you know, just delivering food, you don't have to think about it. Or you could just even do it with friends for an evening. I really could imagine like, us at seven, sixteen, seventeen, just like on a Friday night, doing it and having some fun, seeing the city, particularly yeah. David, you know. And right, so, right. Um, yeah. But I, I like some people, some Uber drivers. I'm always curious, and I talk to them a lot. But I think a, a higher degree than I that make that I'm comfortable with see it as like, well, it is supplemental income frequently, but it just seems like a rat, like like a like a spinning wheel yeah, type right, thing like they're putting this in there it's not it just seems like i was talking to this teacher who was giving us a ride it's just sort of like she just seemed like the kids wouldn't like her she was just <laughs> just dreadful she was nice but she just kind of you know she was no daniel that's what she you're saying no daniel she was no teacher of promise <laughs> <laughs> i'm being so mean but she's just like yeah yeah, you know, just have to drive because sometimes it's up on that. You could hear, you know, she's just big. Yeah. She was big. Uh, you could, and so I don't know. I just, uh, I, I don't see people like they they see it as almost this get get some real money on the side hustle kind of thing, and it's not. It's not give. It's not helping. Yeah. Like if you put I your mean, energy towards something else, I, I think it'd be better. Par, yeah, I don't know. Par, I don't know. I'm so I mean, a jerk. I, I no. I think that some of that is. Fair. I get it. Like people do make supplemental income that way, and that's you know you got to make money where you can make money. So fine and all, fine. But it just there's me, also it the retiree like, person who just likes chatting with people and help and yeah, like kind of sure. helping people out. I've seen that. I've seen they, that like, too. They take but, pride I mean, in there. They have chargers and it's clean and they I've, put on some music and talk to you. I, I've, I've used pride. Uber. I've used Uber itself much more than the food delivery services and my Uber experiences. Which again, I'll just say it. I've never tipped for Uber ever, um, yeah. but and but I have generally good experiences with Uber. My drivers are friendly. They arrive on time. They drop me off on time for the most part. I've had a couple instances where they cancel and really screw me, but that's pretty rare um, overall. And so that that part is fine. Oh, just one more really quick bit about social consequences as we move from in-person interactions like you know ordering food from a person a cashier or having a waiter or waitress and we move to this mass crowd funded crowdsourced driver stuff like i am never going to see you know uh, jamal or darren or whoever it is that delivers my food i will never see them again and so i have no attachment to them and have no reason to expect social consequences from not tipping them right like so so that that social connection is not there they could say doesn't tip in the behind the scenes like your yeah and that might be why you get can't you might get canceled on more often or not i've I've only gotten canceled twice in you know hundreds of uber drives so i don't and my rating if you log in and look at there's like five stars or whatever so yeah they're not dinging me on that at least maybe they could maybe that's leverage that they could get over on me which would suck but like but it's anyway, not yet it's not, the but issue it's not. but yeah anyway for drivers like it seems like there's no room for advancement the the rat wheel kind of like you're saying and you're in your own car so you're taking the risk for accidents 
you're spending the money on gas, you you're taking the health hits of sitting in a seat, you know, all day, and uh, like it's just not that wonderful of a job. You're increasing traffic, you're harming the environment, like all of these things seem negative. And as a culture, for us to embrace this, what I see as lazy on both ends, right? So from the from the consumer side, it's lazy because yeah, you can't Uber make eats you, specifically or food, Uber eats, food delivery, food food delivery. Yeah. yeah, you can't make your own food. You can't go get your own food. You're just having someone deliver you your Taco Bell um, or your super yeah. salad or whatever. Like that's lazy. Maybe you had a hard day at work and you you know you're you're uh, treating yourself fine, but just in general, that's lazy. From the driver yes, end, yeah. from the driver end, you're not making anything. You're not creating a product. You're not actually doing any service that takes any sort of ability or intelligence. You're sitting in your car seat and you're pressing your pedals and turning the wheel. Like it's just not that intellectually stimulating. You're not contributing anything really to society except you're indulging the the customer's laziness. And I'm not saying that that's nothing. I'm just saying it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> No, but long, like, it's not a long-term – I'm imagining people, like, do this sh- for short-term. Sure, but, like, yeah. Like, I really do imagine, and this actually bears out my – let's say we've I've done it 15 times. Um, it really seems uh, – it's not infrequent that it's, like, two people that are definitely high, you know, <laughs> pulling up and just like, here's your food, man. And I'm like – and that – and that just fits, and it seems fine to me. Not, I mean, I'm, I'm against you know driving while high or whatever, but I'm like, yeah. just like two two bros, just sort of like, hey, want to just make a quick buck, and while we're like having some fun and give people some food, like because we're yeah. not doing anything else. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Where it's a little, and 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 hopefully they're not in their you know thirties or forties or really even their twenties. Like you want you, you it's it doesn't. It seems like it's great for, like I said, some like seventeen-year-old yeah. Bennett and Daniel would like during the summer bored of B movies and just want to take a break and like for some reason like want to yeah I don't know I don't know just see now, different parts and neighborhoods and stuff so all all of that all of that negativity and complaints aside like I can see some value in like for elderly or disabled people ordering food you know i can see you know oh, for sure legitimate benefits in that or, or injured or, or elderly businesses. or disabled drivers you know like you know if you if you are still able to drive obviously if you're not a woman for example um <laughs> then you should be able to drive and make some extra money out on the side so i was trying to be nice and then i couldn't, couldn't. <laughs> yeah yeah you're making a nice point you had to put in I some sarcasm <laughs> i couldn't manage it but but you know if you you know like you said, the retired person who just wants to chat people up or whatever, like that seems fine, um, and I can see, I can see some benefit in that. However, I think that we will see all of this sort of delivery culture stuff shift to robots <laughs> um, yeah. before long, and that's that is correct. That is what should happen, and then we should never tip the robots. Uh, oh my god! Can you imagine it still doing that? Like tips, <laughs> like. Yeah, can you imagine a robot, like, putting out its hand, you know, tip, please, or whatever. 
Like that would be it tells so- you a joke and you're like, more tip, please. I don't know. Like, or it just <laughs> starts to say like, if you tip me, eighty percent of the proceeds will go to starting oh, yeah, kids, right. and, you know, or something like that. that would, that's that's definitely would possible. That's definitely possible. It's like, well, why eighty percent? What 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 twenty percent do you need, robot? You know? <laughs> but but I guess if if it's emblematic of a greater society societal ill, which is like we want to be comfortable, aka lazy. And so as we pre- develop things, it's to make us more comfortable and lazier. Yeah. And so, okay, you, you extend this out and we're living like, we're pretty much there. I can shop and buy anything on Amazon and order Uber Eats and work from home and never yeah. leave. And yeah. and basically... Live in a pod. Live in a pod. Like we're we're actually in the early stages of that. It's like we're we're yes. definitely at the early stage where I can get everything I need and you know work from home and and yeah, just all of it. I can everything. Like there is no need to leave a room right. Right, you're tiny. Like, you could live in your tiny home, have your single room convert to between your bedroom and your office in your yeah, kitchen a, a studio and like a you, studio you know, basically you just reach to your little uh, your food dispo- your food delivery hatch you know after you've ordered your uber eats from your robot and your meal would be right there for you in the hatch you wouldn't even have to get out of your bed slash couch slash office chair and that might actually get more and more um like imagine imagine buildings having like hubs where like the delivery person or robot just puts it there and then it like tubes to your place where you have a dumbwaiter type <laughs> yeah. device to open it up um and so yeah i mean i really i just i think that that we'll get closer that to would that be kind of really thing. cool by the way like i i've always thought about that when i was a kid and i used to ride in the car with my uh, mom or dad to the bank and they had the vacuum tubes you know yeah yeah which Those are so that's kind of a that's a foreign idea now you don't because people don't use cash so much and don't go to the bank and everything. But I used yeah. to think those things were super cool. And I used too. to, th- I used to think about that, like oh, in the future, everything's going to be delivered by vacuum tubes and you're not going to go to the grocery store. It's going to vacuum tube <laughs> it to you in the same way. I used to think like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if my drive, like if I had a road to everywhere I go, you know, like I come out of my driveway yeah, right now, I'm on a road. A road. <laughs> Everyone can drive on that road, but in the future, maybe, if I really make it in life, I'll just have a road that goes everywhere I go. <laughs> I don't see how that's exactly related, but it's uh, not. You know, but it's just to, just, whim, to, just whimsical, whimsical child thoughts. Child. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know the first grocery store was a Piggly Wiggly, and it used to before that. Like the, really, you go to your you go to your meat guy and just be like, I want this meat, and so it was really mind blowing to walk in and just like go, wait, I just can grab these items and then go up to you and buy them, like. Because every you would go to your individual, like you know, your milk fish would go to your house, or you go to the fish. Yeah, they just go in the. Everyone would kind of go fetch the items for you. So the idea of walking in almost a warehouse style thing and go like, wait, what am I supposed to do? Like it was like he had to coach people on how to do them. It was Piggly um, Wiggly. Yeah, it's Piggly Wiggly. Wow, that's wild. And then he wild. also the guy was really inventive and wanted to, he wanted to make grocery like he wanted to go the robotic route where it was like giant like like vending machine type stuff that would go get all your items but that never really panned out mm. um, yeah and yeah. piggly wiggly's fallen from grace yeah they were the first grocery store in the in the modern sense of 
you having like a shopping cart and all of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that's all. Okay. Did it? Did it? Over.